Welcome to Movies at Midnight podcast, the show where we discuss movies that we watch and do some traveling inspired by their location or their themes. I'm Tanya. And I'm Jorge. And it's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, I said I wouldn't say that gross. I'm like, ooh, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been a little busy. But yeah, we're back and we're excited to be back. And we're kicking it off with Triangle from 2009. To give you guys some deja vu. Yeah. Yeah, this is a a really intense movie, as we found out, if you try and really break it down. Yeah. Uh, I like it. No, I I really like this movie. I mean, I'm a huge fan of twists, and so these are always... Like, you need a twist. This is a time loop. Sure. Not quite time... I don't know. I guess it's up for debate if it's time traveling or not, but mm. it's a character in a loop that Circle, it's repeating cycle. itself it's sure. in a cycle and maybe it's that do you believe in destiny or not because no matter what you do you'll end up doing the same thing um but it's one of those where the more you peel the onion the no. more tears come out of your eyes <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i don't know. i guess it's like the more you peel back there's, the more there's you definitely a rabbit trail to follow and you can get lost yes very very easily but the cool thing about this movie is uh, the more you watch it, and this for me was like the third time, okay. uh, maybe more that I've seen it. It's like every time you end up picking up more and more. Granted, after the first time, you know, it's a loop. And so that shock isn't there, but it's you start seeing a lot of things that you missed. Yeah, definitely. As well, it should be in these types of movies, because otherwise... There's no rewatchability, I would feel like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's interesting because sometimes I'm, I'm all in for a loop movie and sometimes I'm just like, nah. I, I guess it just depends on the, the writer and director. They do it well. But I like this one. It has some very obvious calls to Greek mythology and the afterlife because like... Very they, obvious. They flat out call it they out. They say it twice. Mm -hmm. They bring it. They like in case just you missed in case it, you missed it the first time. We're gonna reiterate. We are going to get into all of that, but before that, I will dive into the recap because I feel like this is also yeah, it could get really sticky depending how in depth Jorge over there wants to get with <laughs> the all the versions and the evens yeah. and the odds. That's right. We're doing multiple loops. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard because like when I had watched this, I thought it was one loop, but there's a really great article out there by. This is Barry, so I don't know who Barry is, but big thanks to... I'll link it in the description. Yeah, um, I'm thinking... To follow along. Yeah. So in this, this, this summary that I'm about to give is longer, because I feel like it has to be in order to kind of discuss what we're going to discuss, but I'm, I'm going to tell it in the way that it unfolds on the screen, so I'm not going to have like a numbering system in the review but uh after the fact well i think i'll try my best to keep things succinct we'll while also line you know mm -hmm. making sense i think jorge will be better at it but uh we'll discuss our naming system after the like how we're gonna refer to each of these groups because we had it completely backwards yeah. like jorge had it named one way and i had it named the opposite way so we'll agree on that but for now I'll throw up the timestamp so you can skip the summary if 
you want to, and we'll get into it. Oh, and you can put Killer Jess potato oh, the set. Oh, the potato set. I love when we have a masked the... killer. Yeah. Because then I, it's so easy. Do you remember when you were the uh, gas lamp with a top hat? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay. Single mother Jess is invited on a boat outing by Greg along with his close friends. She takes her autistic son, Tommy, to school for the day before joining the group in an odd state. Childhood friends of Greg, Sally, and Downey arrive with friend Heather, a potential setup for Greg. Crew hand Victor is there as well. Once at sea, Jess falls asleep, but when she awakens, a storm capsizes their boat. Heather is lost, presumed dead. The others cling to the overturned boat till they see an ocean liner appearing from the fog. A figure watches them approach, but does not respond to their cries for help. They board the ship, and Jess experiences deja vu, and she finds her house keys already on the ship. Seeing someone watching, Victor chases them. Greg and Jess see a message written in blood telling them to go to the theater, but they get into a fight and split up. Jess runs into Victor, who tries to kill her, but she bests him, finding a severe wound on the back of his head. Hearing gunshots, she goes to the theater where Greg is dead and Sally and Downey accuse Jess of shooting him. The couple is shot and Jess is confronted by the masked killer. After fighting and disarming them, they tell Jess to kill them all. Burn them all. It's the only way to return home before falling overboard. Suddenly, Jess hears yelling and sees the group, along with herself, arriving on Greg's capsized boat. She was the unresponsive figure seen before. She follows the group secretly, dropping her keys, which they find. When spotted and chased by Victor, she shoves him, accidentally impaling his head on a hook. Determined to change the pattern after finding multiples of her necklace and notes she wrote stating, Kill them all, Jess grabs a shotgun. She hears shots and finds Greg and Downey killed and Sally badly wounded. Sally crawls away, finding and dying among dozens of her previously murdered bodies. Jess watches a struggle below between Jess and the killer who is killed and tossed overboard. Another Jess. Another version of the group returns on the capsized boat as Jess realizes the loop starts over when everyone is dead. Jess wishes to stop the loop but seemingly follows the path of killer Jess before her, ending when knocked off the ship by another Jess. Jess wakes up on the beach, washed up from the sea. She returns home to realize it is the morning of the boat trip. She watches her previous self who grows upset with Tommy and abuses him. Sea Jess, as in Ocean Jess, angered by her former self, murders her and puts her in their car, promising Tommy that that wasn't Mommy. They leave Jess desperate to escape the loop, but when she hits a seagull, she stops the car to dispose of it. When tossing it to the side, she sees a pile of dead seagulls. She is still in the loop. Distressed and distracted, Jess crashes the car, killing Tommy. Her already dead self is seen at the crash. Jess watches in horror until approached by a taxi driver. He takes her to the harbor where she boards Greg's boat along with the others, promising to return. I don't know how much of that was followable. Yeah, and the thing about this movie is if you were casually watching this like if you had this on the background Forget you're having a it. conversation with happening. some friends or whatever you're on your phone this is probably a bad movie or like how most people would see it because 
I feel like this is a very underrated film. It, I don't think people were talking about it. It came out in 2009. But I, I can totally see why. Because if, if you treat this kind of like a class and you watch this and you fully engulf yourself in the movie, I feel like you get a lot more out of it. But if you're just kind of like watching it, then it's it's going to be confusing. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is some loopy movie. Definitely and... a party movie to throw on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, what? Which kind of like surprises me from the studio and director to make such a complex movie. But I think kind of like aimed at the general audience, which I don't think it ended up doing well mm. so like they're trying to take high concept but dumb it down i don't want to say dumb it down that's kind of rude but you know what i mean make it like more accessible to everyone which is generally speaking when people fail it's like you got you have to find your niche you know yeah. like if you like doing something just do it don't try and make it different for other people yeah it's like a good on them for making such a complex story and bringing it to the big screen but I also don't think this is uh, something for the general audience. Hmm. Okay. I could see it being for uh, people who like thriller slash horror movies um, who are just, they just watch it and they're like, yeah, that was fine, but they don't feel the need to get into the the deeper, finer details of it. Maybe they're fine with thinking, they're like, yeah, that was a fine movie and they're fine with thinking there's just one loop and, yeah, cause oh well. Originally, I was like, okay, this is kind of like your traditional Friday the 13th slasher. There's like uh, some killer because even the killer's outfit, it's like it's a jumpsuit Jason. and a, yeah, um, a, a bag mask, a bag. So I guess from like the original uh, Friday yeah. the 13th before he got his hockey mask. But then it quickly goes into Michael Myers exponential backline where it's like oh here are all these reasons why things are happening i thought michael myers didn't have any reasons for why he did, does what he does <laughs> he well, just wants to go I, home I, and I, stare out a window oh i guess that's what she wants she wants to yeah, go home she wants to go home there you and go, be, be right. with the family right so <laughs> sure. but it's like the more you invest in this movie the more you find and the more brilliance i see in the director and the storytellers by putting all of these little easter eggs if you call it in the story yeah yeah there's a lot of uh we can just get into it so we open and you know you don't really know it but it is your opening kind of at not the end you're opening close to the end because this is it's a circle so it's like where oh, do I you guess. start right um, I, I guess i like to start for myself a generic starting yeah. point is like when she gets onto the boat with everyone right. or maybe it's after she falls asleep because there's <laughs> that's when i so i think it's always the same jess right so like that that's that's the weird part and if you guys are following along with that article barry refers to this opening jess as kind of like Jess three. So it's like in this loop, there's already two Jesses before we'll call it like Jess three, our main character Jess, that we kind of follow her through this loop. And then there's like two more Jesses that come after. But because like when we see Sally die, there's dozens of Sally's. There's yeah. dozens of notes, dozens of necklaces and the birds. So it's like we don't really know what number this Jess is. 
so since one of them gets not gets killed, a version of Jess gets killed, but a version of Jess gets knocked off and then restarts the cycle. So one is there always versus the odd and even. I forget which is which. That's what they referred to it because an odd loop and an even loop. So one of the loops is killed off and ends. But then another loop, she'll always be the same Jess in that loop. There's always one Jess that's yeah, that that, that kind of like restarts the cycle. And that would make sense in um, terms of the mythology. Like you're not gonna create different versions of yourself to take on this punishment. It's always needs to be you. Yeah, and I, I guess since you brought that up, so the name of the ship that comes up is Aeolus, and Aeolus is the Greek god of wind and and sea or i mean these these uh myths and everything are so malleable there's so many different versions of them but yeah i have that as well we'll go with that we'll pick one and so when they're in the boat and first it's like a great day they're all having fun and then well not all of them well right not that Uh, it matters but (laughs) some people are not happy that jess is there and they're trying to set her up with heather poor heather heather seems really sweet and she's nice to jess but rip heather yeah and i feel like (laughs) heather is like insert uh person here doesn't really add to the story but when when i was first watching this it's like okay you have jess who like you said we're assuming she's a single mother uh we we don't really see another figure in the family and she has like an autistic son oh yeah we, we see her comforting tommy her son because he's crying he just had a nightmare at the end of the movie we find out what that nightmare is it's mommy killing it's mommy mom yeah he pretty much saw her mom kill his mom his mom kill his mom <laughs> and he's like freaking out um and can't process that right like how many Who of could? us would be able to and so she's comforting him saying like nightmares uh, make you do bad things or something and mm. like we see her get mad at tommy because he spilled the paint and as she was cleaning it she gets paint on her dress and so like she's pissed and then we hear the doorbell ring and she goes outside and surprise nobody's there <laughs> but it's like the jess returning from the ship mm-hmm. that ends up ringing her doorbell and then she even like asked her neighbor like did you see anyone like ring my doorbell i have like a a side theory about that neighbor that he's just like super nosy he's always (laughs) in everyone's business so she like that was so natural for her to ask she's like hey did you see someone ring my doorbell nope okay thanks i know you were watching my house who rung my doorbell but then it's like you were there how'd you change so fast i like i i felt like they would have done that line where it's because like it's too obvious jess in the home is wearing a dress where like jess that came back from the ship is wearing shorts Mm -hmm. so i feel like even in the movie later on i think victor ends up making a note like oh how'd you get up here so fast so fast so i thought like the neighbor would have done that to kind of like tip us off already but i don't know maybe they kept that out to keep the viewer a little bit more blindsided when when we find out it's a loop but yeah, we we see her kind of like getting mad at Tommy for spilling the paint. And then we don't know this, but I guess this is when post Jess, ship, ship Jess, Jess kills. ends up killing home Jess. Yeah, I have. Sorry, I had a question about this, but if you're on the roll, go for it. No, go ahead. I have a question about this because I, from 
taking on the Greek myth, I assume that once she gets on that, or once she takes that taxi drive with the taxi man, (laughs) that's like the ferryman taking her off to death, and it's her, what, being like Sisyphus and being a little trickster and not accepting her death and trying to get back home to her son, so she's purposefully going in this loop. So once the taxi driver shows up, I assume that we're in the afterlife. So then once she goes through the whole loop again and gets back home, I'm like, has she re-entered real life when she goes to kill herself in that version? Like, is that's what I'm asking. Is that real life yeah, or is that part of the afterlife? Because then the taxi driver comes back again, you know, and he's like, come back. And I, I think that's where the article said that's part of like her being the trickster version of um, Sisyphus and cheating death. Because she cheats death by going back into the loop, which isn't that supposed to be the punishment for cheating death? So I don't. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I guess it's it's like up to you on how you interpret it. But the story of Sisyphus is that he cheats death or makes a deal with death and doesn't want to pay up. So his punishment is the story that we've all heard is he has to push this heavy boulder up the hill. We don't really know why. They it's just like you, you you do this and then the hill the the rock falls back down the hill. Mm-hmm. And then the loop repeats. And, then you do and it all for again. all eternity, Sisyphus has to push that boulder all the way up the hill only to watch it roll back down. So I had asked you recently too that I was like, would you rather die and not exist and have no more uh comprehension? Like, sentience. Yeah, yeah. sure. Or would you want to suffer like this? At least you'll be alive, but you're constantly doing the same thing over and over, and it's not pleasurable. It's a punishment. And you said? Well, yeah, and I, I chose the loop, because for me, even though it's, it's a punishment, the thought of not existing it's for terrifying. me seems worse than being an eternal agony, I guess? Cause so, I don't know, that's where we differed, because like, it's it terrifies me yes but i'm like it doesn't it can't be worse because you don't exist anymore but you don't so know you don't know yeah so you, you don't there. know right so isn't the fear yeah, of the, fear the unknown now is worse than not existing later because right. you don't exist well let us know in the comments if you'd rather be in a loop forever or would you rather cease to exist that's what i'm curious about I'm like i wonder how many people would be in the loop i mean honestly i probably would pick the loop too because i'm a coward but like I probably shouldn't, <laughs> you know? Like, but it's like, I feel like I'd rather know, oh, I made the wrong choice, than to, like, not know. No, right? I still get messed up by the end of The Little Mermaid 2, where they encase Ursula's sister, Morgana, in, like, ice or something, and she sinks to the bottom of the ocean, but she's still alive. And it's like, you're trapped for eternity with your own thoughts. Yeah. At some point... You're going to run out of things to think about because you're not getting any new input. That's terrifying. There's plenty of stories that say there are things that are worse than death. Yeah, I suppose, exactly. So. Exactly. Anyways. So back <laughs> back to this story is, and yeah, the, the article, which I think Barry does a really great job, is the taxi driver is essentially Sharon, who's the ferry driver of the River of Sticks that takes souls to... I guess the afterlife and Jess who lost her son, I guess is refusing to accept that. Mm. And so at the end of the movie where we see 
the car flipped over, we see a dead Tommy, and then a dead Jess that was stuffed there. And we see a lot of people essentially crying, going like, oh my god, and like you had pointed out, like, should they be touching the body and stuff like that? They were not in paramedic clothes or any type of uniform, and they were just like... Yeah, they're just like, oh my god. And obviously it's a very tragic story to see a mom and her child dead after a car accident, but then we see Jess in the shorts, which is this the afterlife where this is her soul watching the accident, or maybe this is what originally set off the whole thing. And then we see this very calm and collected taxi driver who's like unfazed by this tragic accident. And it's like, hey, do you need me to give you a ride? Like Mm -hmm. personifying that uh, Sharon um, taking her in the river of sticks to the afterlife. And she refuses that and she tells him to take her to the harbor. And then he even tells her, I'm going to keep the meter running. Yeah. And she's so like, it's oh, like, I'll be back. I she's, promise. She promises that she's going to be back. And this is her Sisyphus making a deal with death that she can't fulfill, I guess. And he knows this. And then this is what starts the sequence. Maybe that's the theory out there, which kind of makes sense, at least originally, where before this loop happens... She's frustrated with her son. They get into a car accident. They die and she refuses to accept this. Would the loop end when she's like, do you need a ride? And he just takes her to the afterlife. I would assume so. So that would be your choice. Mm. Do you get back into the loop and repeat this? Or do you go to the afterlife and cease to exist? Or wherever it is that souls go. You see, when you say things like the afterlife, it's like life after life. Yeah. So the implication is that I'll still be doing things. I guess so. No, unless, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember what happens to the souls after they cross the river of sticks. They float in a swirly circle, like in Hercules. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so because to me, this isn't real life. This is the afterlife. I'm really curious who these people are, who the rest of the cast is, and and why they're there. Like, are they not even real people? Or are they copies of real people just thrown in there because she knew Greg? Because she doesn't know anyone else um, on the boat until that time that she meets them all. I mean, if they're real people and they're in their own little loop, it doesn't... I mean, I don't think they are because they're not making decisions as much. They're always dying. You always see their bodies building up. But I'm just curious as to their existence. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough. And I, I, I guess this is another one that's open to interpretation based on the reader. Because like sure. when, when, or the viewer, because when I see this, it's like, there's some sort of a connection between her and Greg, whether it's a romantic one or not, or, or just a friendship. But it seems like there's a strong bond there. She doesn't know any of the others. So it's like, are those things she could have had? Because we see... Downey and Sally, like, this couple, is that the marriage she wanted that failed? But then Mm -hmm. it's like, who's Victor, this, like, rebel, young renegade? Uh, (laughs) Is that maybe who she used to be? And then it's like, what what does Heather do? We see that Sally invited her so that she can connect with Greg and kind of puts this, is it not okay to be single? Because Mm. Greg is like this young bachelor who owns a yacht already (laughs) so it's like 
he should be with someone. And Greg even tells Jess, like, oh, every year they bring in a new girl for me to... Oh, he is like, in a loop. There you go. So it's is, a little is thing. this his loop where he just refuses to settle down with someone and now is in a boat with a different Heather every time? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I do like a lot the little touches that this movie does so there's that yeah because we also find out about victor where like victor was i guess in trouble and he was staying at the harbor or whatever was hiding out and then greg told him dude i don't care what you did in the past like come work for me and he was like employing him essentially as the crew and so it's like is victor also not accepting something in his life that keeps leading him into his own loop here but that would be, I don't know, triangle part two or three, because... No, it's not necessary. Yeah. But I was saying I like the little touches because there's a lot of uh, mirrors in this film. But specifically, there is, like, at one point, Jess walks into a room and there are three mirrors and she's split into three. And I'm like, ha yeah. nice. Because there's always, like, three versions of her on the ship. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of the total that get together at once. At like, once. it's never more yeah. than three. Yeah, because when one gets killed off or dumped into the ocean, the new one... The new group of... The new group of people, people come, come in. Yeah. But the weird part is, like you were saying, is it the same Jess, just like Sisyphus? Like, one of them is the same. One Jess at different points in time. Or but... does she go off... Or does she alternate odd and even, so one of her... When she comes back the second time, because I think she falls asleep on the boat and then she forgets her memory. And the second time that she comes back on is that when she becomes the one who gets murdered. And then this new one goes through two loops, essentially. Yeah. And then the two loops are done. But it would, to me, it would make more sense if one of her is always the same because it's a punishment for her, not a punishment for these versions of her that keep getting created or something like that. In terms of the odd and even loops, I liked... Another small touch that they did was when they arrived, you get an upshot of the ocean liner with Jess. You can't really see her, like the sun's behind her and she's distorted. But the first time it's so they're approaching from the right and they're looking up and everything's on the left. And then the second time we get a shot and it's switched and they're arriving from the left and they're looking up. So I was like, oh, that's weird. I like I even thought to myself when we were watching, I was like, they switched that, didn't they? Mm. I was like, that's so odd. Why did they do that? And there's a yeah, reason. And, and it's it's those it's subtle so things where it's like it's not only a loop, but there's essentially two loops mm-hmm. where where you said the odds and the even the three Jesses that we see. It's like there's these three distinct personalities or character traits where the first Jess that we kind of see, which in the article they refer to as Jess three, she's the victim. Things are happening to her. Her son died, she gets on the boat, they get overturned, you know, the storm happens, so she she's kind of playing the victim, and as the story plays out, she becomes now Jess the Savior, oh. which Jess 3 transforms into that, but this is the 3 that ends up with group 4, so she sees a new group come onto the boat, and she then saves, tries to save this group, because we see her talk to Victor and prevents essentially Jess from pushing him onto the wall. And then we see this confrontation between Jess with a gun and Jess the victim. 
So she saves their lives and then she saves Downey and Sally's life in the theater because group three, the original group that we see when they say go to the theater, a mass killer shoots Greg, shoots Sally and Downey in the theater. So they die there. So this Jess that went through the loop, her direct actions lead to these character savings. So it's like you have the odd groups that end up being killed and then the even ones where they end up saving. But then as Jess continues, she essentially becomes the executioner because as she's trying to save this, she realized the only way out is to kill everyone in the boat. And so you end up with like these three personalities of Jess that kind of cycle through yeah. because she wants to go back to her son. Because she realizes over time what this all means. Because initially yeah. it's like, oh, of course you're going to try and save the people that you're with. Why wouldn't you? But then she realizes that saving them or rather killing them means she can get back home to her son. Yeah, because she she realizes that this is a loop. You know, she finds the notes, her necklace, the keys. So she knows it's okay for this group to die. A new one is going to replace it. And to save (laughs) them, she just needs to prevent them from getting onto this liner. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So that's kind of like how I feel like Jess justifies killing these people because she knows they're just like a new group is going to come in. Yeah, for the when she ends up saving Victor in the second go around, as much as we see, to our knowledge, the second go around, we never see him die. Then, do no. we? And and that's that's the weird part where it's like w- what happens because when we see the original group and this this is like group three and yeah, it gets it gets very confusing. We see Victor essentially attack Jess, and we're like, what what happened? And he's what? like, well, you attacked me. But we see Jess 3 go on through the story. Yeah. She is the one that pushes essentially Victor 4 because the new group comes in. And that's the Victor that was like, oh, you got up here really quick. And that's because she saw them come onto the boat and is watching them. She's also the one who had the keys. And as she watches them, they hear her. She, the new Jess, Jess 4, is like, oh, I saw someone. And Victor runs after her and she drops the keys. and then. Group four essentially finds those keys and is like, oh, this must be Heather. How else would the keys get here? So Victor four eventually goes back and tries to kill the newest Jess. And that's when he dies, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, so then like Jess three tries to break the loop by interacting with Victor four and prevents Jess four from getting attacked. And so when Jess 3 is pointing the gun at Jess 4, she stops that fight. So, like, Jess 4 wouldn't put her finger... No, I know. But then what happened to that Victor? Does he eventually come back around to kill her? I I would guess so. um, Because unlike Sally, Downey, and Greg, we don't really see the pile of bodies. Mm. I mean, Downey gets thrown into the ocean and we see all of the seagulls eating his body and then I guess it sinks. We see the pit of Sally's body. Yeah, that was truly horrific. We always see Greg die in the theater. Yeah, but I mean... But we don't know what happens to Victor's body. Or Heather's for that matters. But we assume she died at sea when the storm hits and never even makes it on board. I assume that uh, one of the Jesses was just cleaning up and they're like, we don't have... You don't need to see it. Like, 
it's just a waste of time. And, and that that Jess that's cleaning up is yeah. that executioner Jess because she realizes this group can't see dead bodies, so she cleans them up. We see her go grab Downey from room two thirty seven. Always gotta have that reference. Which we always it's have unnecessary. to. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no nothing. There is such know, a thing maybe as maybe overused. it is overdone. Yes, but. You know, people will say, I want to pay homage. The Shining was such a inspiring movie to a lot of people. Oh. Yep, they go into room 237. Yeah. and I did like those hallways, though, because it, it felt like such a maze. And when, when Jess was getting deja vu, uh, she was like, this corridor is familiar. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was thinking, how much would I remember of the day that I just went through? Not like, oh the big events that I did, like I went on a hike today, I'd remember that, but like me, how many times did I walk downstairs and then come back up? Like, I'm not going to remember that. So I'm just thinking these events, yes, hopping onto an ocean liner is intense and very bizarre, but how memorable is turning a corridor in a hallway? Oh, this is so familiar. See, and I saw that more as the deja vu because we, we see the loop no, I know why. I'm just saying. I wouldn't remember. <laughs> it's not significant enough. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's true. And like, I feel like that's just the whole, does she remember that she's in a loop or not? Like when she went to sleep in the, in the yacht yeah. originally, how much of this it's loop does she remember? Sure. Yeah. And, and it's, I guess in the story of Sisyphus, does he know the, the boulder fell? Cause like, I assume he knows. Right. So he's like, gets to the tom he's like oh shit but now i gotta do it and then also like what's the point of getting the boulder up there did zeus tell him like hey once you get this up here like you win uh like i don't really know the goal where like here her goal is essentially to get back to her son yeah she has a goal i don't know about whether or not there was a goal is a punishment right so maybe not having a goal the only goal is to get it to the top of the hill and nothing beyond that yeah. Something so simple can be so torturous. Right. I don't really know. Uh, something else that I did really like that I saw in the, the article as well was there's a time difference. So the time on the ship, the ocean liner, is stuck at what, like around 820? Yeah, 8.17. And Jess's time, the time she has on her watch is the same as the time on the ship, but everyone else aboard, they make a an offhanded comment like what time is it and they're like 11 30 or 10 30 and she looks down and it's 8 17 is that what you said 17 Greg, what time you got about 11 30. and uh the article saying that could have been when she died yeah she that, had the that's accident, her, her time of death since everything small is so significant i was wondering why did the food rot? Is the food rotting to show that we're with a different group now? Like a later group? That's what I would guess. Because, yeah, you're right. What is the significance of the scenes where we see Victor pick up a fruit and eat it? For for whatever reason, and it's been a long time since I had seen this movie, I thought he was going to bite it and be like, oh, this fruit is rotten. Similar to like... Yeah, well, in, in that when, yeah, because they go through it and first it's great and then now it's rotten. And we've, we've seen that in other films where they oh, go yeah, to yeah. bite the film and, and it's to show 
oh sorry they, they go to bite the fruit yeah and it's either wax or or rotten or there's like blood so something to show this is not edible and so i don't know if that's another just visual cue to separate the odd jesses from the even groups but but they're always on the same it's, boat, it's right? happening on the right on the same boat and in the same time so it's like why would it be ripe on one time loop and then rotten on the other and also if it's if it rots why does it go back to ripe because you would assume you're in a loop so at some point unless that's like oh that's the loop when they got there the fruit was fresh and over time it just rots and when you start the loop over obviously the fruit's yeah. gonna be fresh so maybe it's just that or if you have a better uh theory let yeah. us know let us know <laughs> but i do have to i do have to point out uh in i think in both the loops when jess is fighting jess there's one point where her gun's like i guess she ran out of a ammo and she just chucks her gun at her and the way it hits her i feel like that is so perfect it's so how it would happen in real life it's just so clumsy and so funny it's just like just throw it boom. over which I think you had even said the comment where like when we watch other films and they run out of bullets, we're like, throw the gun at them. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, hey, they finally did it. It's like, oh, they, and it's like, yeah. It wasn't very effective. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, it kind of makes sense why people don't normally Maybe throw the, keep the gun. The gun yeah, them or, with or it. whack them with it. I don't um, know. But it was pretty great. To ho hopefully bring a little clarity between the odds and even groups, um, the article kind of defines the odd group jess never actually sees the face of the past jess so like the third jess the the one that we follow never actually sees the face of jess essentially shooting so the even groups does that's the confrontation that we see in the big reveal it's like oh it's jess we see jess take the mask off and we know that jess is the killer he goes uh, Jess never sees the face of past Jess, so the odd Jess always ends up seeing a future Jess's face, so not in the past. And the past Jess meets and fights the Jess that has the mask, so odd Jess never gets to see the past Jess's face at all, and hopefully that doesn't get super confusing. <laughs> and the odd Jess never gets intercepted by a past Jess and ends up fighting Victor in that dining area and kills him. So finally, he goes on to say that Odd Jess never gets hacked to death. That's the one that you were saying, oh, this was much more gruesome. Yeah. So Odd Jess is the one that survives and kind of sets the sets loop in the motion back. again, yeah. where even Jess gets up hacked to death. Yeah. And she falls off the boat and wakes up ashore. So the even Jesses is the one, that first group that, we actually see come on board and this one goes face to face with the past jess that's the jess that was like pointing the gun at her and she's like hey don't shoot don't shoot and mm. you're watching yourself pointing a gun at Victor. yourself so even jess always gets intercepted by her past self and even jess sees that and wouldn't go to kill victor even Jess goes on to get a flesh wound. Mm -hmm, yeah. So the Jess with the gun and like she knows, hey, someone's going to be shooting Downey and Sally and ends up shooting. And that's another thing in the film 
where you don't normally pick up on because yeah. it's just the same girl, but she ends up getting grazed in the face. Yeah, um, it's a nice touch. When she's trying to shoot. And then finally he goes on to say that even Jess is the one that gets hacked to death and then thrown over the ship. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so uh, sift through all that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, if it helps, like I feel like Downey and Greg pretty much die the same way. They both die in the theater. Yep. So the only people who really experience a different death in the group is Sally and, I mean, the group not including Jess is Sally and Victor. And Victor. So yeah, that helps kind of condense it down. Yeah, because in, in one of the loops, Sally gets killed in the theater. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be your odd group. And in the even group, that's the one where Jess actually saves people. She's acting the savior. Sally sees Jess kill what a nightmare Downey, but then is chased. But because she she's like, oh, it's Jess, because Greg had know. told them, hey, Jess shot me. Yeah. Because he recognized Jess oh in a jumpsuit. That was another really funny moment. There's like two, like just two funny moments. Not the gun throwing bit. And then when the sack face Jess is confronting Greg, he's like, oh, you don't have yeah. to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then he looks down and she's in like these super cute wedges. <laughs> and it's like, Jess? Just take it easy. Take it easy. Okay. <sighs> Jess? Jess, that's you. <laughs> Giving yeah, away amazing. but your last Am- season shoes, all right? so good and then she shoots up it's like oh (laughs) yeah and so this sally starts running away and that's the one where she ends up in some sort of like navigation room or like a control room because there's a radio and she's like ends up sending the distress call which when we first are watching this film right before or during the storm i think maybe before because then the the storm tips over the boat yeah and so it's like we see Greg pick up the distress call because, oh, right, because the they, they're guard. out sailing and all of a sudden the wind stops and they were like, hey, what's going on? They do see a storm coming, but it hasn't hit That's them terrifying. yet. And the Coast Guard's like, yep, we don't we don't see anything around your area. And then they get a call from a distress caller mm-hmm. and they're trying to establish a connection, but it gets cut. Yeah. And so that's the Sally that we see... Die among herself. Yes. Terrifying, horrific. But you know what I was thinking, I just realized, is when that final version of Jess, the aggressor, is going to shoot Greg, she's got the mask on, and she doesn't want to take it off because she says, this isn't me. But then, uh, that's just interesting because I'm wondering, if she's the one who survives everything, then is she just unaware of who she really is? Like, she is this she can be really cruel and callous because she says the same thing to Tommy after she kills herself. Like, oh, that wasn't mommy. But like, clearly it is. If you continue this, like you, I guess you just, you're fighting yourself because you want to be a better person, but you're not. (laughs) That seems harsh, but. And maybe it's the self-aware thing where all of us see ourselves in a certain way. But if you were to ask, your friends, your peers, your colleagues. So not so They <laughs> probably see a very different side of you. Yeah. And I feel like just like the scene where there was three mirrors and maybe there's three versions of you that different people see, 
she is now seeing a side of herself that she didn't know was there or maybe doesn't want to be. Like she's seeing I, herself be the killer. Yeah. And it's like, I that's not who I am. I think that's what she wants to say, but clearly like a more violent version of herself is who she is because I can't imagine this is the first time she's been this cruel to her son because that version of her didn't even react in a way like oh my god like I'm so sorry that will never happen again I didn't mean it she just like went about her business like yep normal everyday stuff for me yeah and I think that's when she wakes up in the beach and she goes home she witnesses herself Mm -hmm. yelling at her son yeah and maybe that's the becoming self-aware and it's like this isn't who i am even though like you're saying this is you it's kind of like if you see yourself in the mirror and see your actions would you be exposed to a different version of yourself that you didn't know is there because we see her continuously yelling at tommy and he's crying and and now she has to clean the paint and then that's pissing her off and then when she's driving, she's like, oh, this isn't me. This isn't me. But but then gets immediately annoyed with him because he's like, there's blood. I, I yeah. don't like blood. And she's like, oh, my God, can you chill? <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but that's definitely what she is thinking. Oh, but there's also, again, a nice little nod. They're leaving. I don't know if they're leaving a town or the actual state, but there's a sign that says, goodbye, please return, which sometimes states say or like city yes. signs you're say you're now leaving but like, such and such. come again type of a thing nice yeah <laughs> it's just it's fun yeah and, and it's it's one of those visual cues where they tell you like it's it's gonna repeat it's continuously and yeah. is that her punishment for cheating sharon and or cheating death and not accepting the death of her son and she's continuously putting herself in this endless loop or maybe she could break the loop by actually changing and becoming a better person when that be a shocker yeah, it's like maybe. it's not about getting back to your son it's about confronting your own crappy actions and bettering yourself but you can't do that can you oh <laughs> uh, just a thought also i know it's well i think it's the afterlife but i'm like jess why not get the whole group together and try sailing the ocean liner first before murdering everyone? I don't know. I don't know how those things work, but yeah, maybe maybe Victor could help out, you know, Greg? Yeah, I, I wonder if, even if she was to, let's say, take the gun, but if she now acts as like almost a hostage situation where she's like, don't move, I'm not going to kill you, I need you to see something. Because mm. when the movie is happening and this is like Jess 3 the original group or girl that we're following through our OG girl she sees two versions of herself fight and one gets thrown overboard and then she sees the group coming if she's like wait look at this cuz she tells Victor that what does she say that there's a copy of her and he's like what what are you talking about because Victor already thinks she's nuts because yeah. when they first met he's like you're the one with the kid, right? Yeah. How come you didn't bring him along? I don't know. I did have, um, I did know that when she was talking to Victor about being a copy or having a copy or something like that, I was like, I don't know how I'd go about telling someone about the situation, but I wouldn't try this. <laughs> because she's like, 
Uh, I mean, it's hard to know how you would react to seeing a version of yourself in reality. It's like, but obviously she's frantic and she's freaking out, but yeah, what are you going to do? I guess I'd be the same way. Yeah, and, and I, I'm... It's hard to know. I feel like I would definitely act like Victor if I saw someone who I'm already like, okay, there's something going upstairs. Maybe like, I just maybe... pull Homer Simpson like back into the bushes. I'd be yeah. like... Didn't see it. Don't want to talk about it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, and, and and maybe it's a sign of like people not understanding a mental illness that somebody mm. has, but they he he like doesn't believe her, and I feel me included. Seeing is believing as a scientist and wanting evidence. If if someone's like, dude, this is there's there's multiple copies of yourself. I'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. That's not true. But yeah. if someone's like, look wait Hmm. and then i see myself come up to this boat yeah that for me would be a very different and much more powerful way of convincing me that there are multiple copies than to just hear somebody say it oh yeah who would believe that but it's interesting that you brought up the mental illness because now i'm thinking yes of course no i would find it hard to believe that most anyone would believe that off the bat but someone could have approached it better. Like, Victor could have approached it in a more sympathetic manner. Like, maybe if he thought, okay, there is something going on with her. Let me not be like, no, you're insane. I don't know if he said, I don't remember if he said that. But like, like, you're crazy. Yeah, like, you're out of your mind. Maybe be like, okay, why do you think that? Like, try and just de-escalate. She's clearly freaking out. I don't know. But yeah, like, and- don't immediately jumped to calling her names and and earlier when you were talking about if if this is the afterlife and who are these people maybe victor is kind of like that symbol of society that doesn't really understand mental illness and says like oh you're crazy and even doesn't want to talk about it say that to her too greg is like calm down or something but also when they stumble upon the blood in the bathroom he he's just kind of like it's a prank it's a prank bro these people are bored. They haven't seen outsiders in forever. They totally just cut up the cap and smeared his blood on him. Yeah. Like, what do you mean, Greg? What's wrong with you? That was blood. Sorry. Are you just going to ignore it? I know guys that work on ships like this, you know? They see us, they get bored, they're just letting off some steam. What? I think that's like Greg just being too logical. Um, that's not logical. That's stupid. That's illogical. Yeah, maybe you see irrational. blood on a mirror and you're like... Yeah, ha. the crew's... Pranksters. Prank. Um, Pig's blood. <laughs> you know. But to close out my thoughts on, on Victor, uh, the last thing I wanted to point out, uh, usually like mental illness is something that is difficult for people to talk about. Or if they have a family member, they also don't want to talk about it. Where Victor even tells her like, look, I'm not even going to say anything to the rest of the group. Oh, that's right. He does say that. And, and it's kind of like, you have your problems and it's like keep them to yourself Mm. we're we're not your support group we're not here to help and it's just like okay crazy but that's when we see them kind of like fight and i don't really know why jess like pushes him and it's like no listen to me listen to me she pushes how strong are you by the way and yeah and then she pushes you know a somewhat strong dude Mm -hmm. Against the wall, but there was like what a hook or some sharp object that ends up cutting him in the back of the head, and then she freaks out and like runs away. Yeah, I also wonder if I don't get the vibes that Victor's terribly smart, but 
I was like, I wonder if he said that thing, like, I'm not, I won't tell anyone else about this to be manipulative, like, oh, I have a secret on you now. I don't think he was thinking that far ahead, but, <laughs> <laughs> like, control yourself. I have a secret about yeah. you. Stop acting so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think the more that we talk about it, the more I definitely want uh, some further information on the, her fellow groupmates. What's going on with them? Yeah. Are they real? Are they not? Do they know things? <laughs> Will we find out? No, because they're not a triangle too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think there is. A, I, like I said, I think this movie is very underrated and it clearly didn't do that well. No, but I, like I, I do think it's a very complex film. And like the first time I watched it, I didn't really... I didn't know there were two loops going on. Right, yeah, the, the whole two loops. So, so thanks, this is Barry. Yeah, I'll, I'll link the, the article. No worries. Because I was like, whoa, what? Like, there's whoa. two. And, and, like, even you had picked up on it um, where it was like, no, she was, like, chopped up and versus just getting thrown overboard. Yeah, the subtle differences so. for sure. I mean, the, the most egregious differences, I suppose, would be the way that Victor doesn't die potentially versus dies and sally's death yeah. so those are like the really obvious mm -hmm. ones but you just assume she is going through the i'm gonna change things now stage of the loop yeah i think it's a great movie i need to check it out answer no, some I, of the questions that yeah, we asked I, I, I think it's a really great film and so like now i'm like oh do i do i watch it another time, another uh, time. just to be like oh, okay this 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 and that um because it's rewatchability. i would probably say it's once you kind of see these things, it's, I want to say like, oh yeah, it's more obvious, but it's, it's a twist movie. So it's never going to be as impactful as the first time you watch it. Certainly uh, do whatever you want in terms of rewatching, but it's kind of funny because I was just watching someone's review of uh, disturbing books and one of them was House of Leaves. And I really like that book, but they were talking about how it's an obsession and it's like a curse because the more you give to it, you become more and more obsessed and you'll never, and the, the answer is maybe perhaps more simple and you'll just yeah. keep going down that rabbit hole. But, uh, you do you, <laughs> you want to go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> sure. Oh, the only thing I did forget to mention is that, uh, when you were talking about Aeolus, uh, what I also found was that he is the king of a mythical floating island. Oh yeah. Ergo. The boat. The boat. I mean, the ship, the ocean liner. The ship. I don't know my water verbiage, yeah. nouns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely don't. I, I remember talking to someone, they were like, oh, the difference between a boat and a ship. But also when I was watching it, I was like, do all these boats just have a ladder to the bottom of the ocean or to the bottom of, or the ocean level? Because I was yeah, like, how'd they, how'd they get on this? Like, I remember watching open water too where like they fall or they jump into the it's like people are in a yacht and they jump into the water nobody put down the ladder mm. and so they're stuck out at sea because like they can't get back on the boat yeah it's a very scary thing to think about if if uh, that ever happens but this is obviously much more of like like a titanic size boat yeah. so like do they just um. have these staircases that lead to the water level you're asking the wrong person let us know <laughs> yeah but yeah those are our thoughts on triangle
tell us your thoughts and answer all the questions we asked throughout. I don't remember them, but definitely that one about the stairs. <laughs> Leave any suggestions for future films you want us to watch, and thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone.